Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Those were $500 sunglasses, you terribly inconsiderate person. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that, my dear friends listening at home or on your commute or wherever you listen to podcasts, is a spoiler. I have no idea what that was a reference to. I have no idea at all. Well, it might relate to what we're covering oh, okay. today. Is it a Johnny Cage thing? It is. All right. I mean, I, maybe it is. I, I don't know. Learned, I only learned who that character was literally <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> So oh, there you, you go. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. So what we typically do on this show is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and then we look at all the promotional material, all the pre-release material for said Hollywood blockbusters. And then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, therefore potentially spoiling it for you, the dear listener. And this week, we're potentially spoiling, we're predicting the plot of Mortal Kombat, the new reboot of the original film series, I guess. Game series, film series. Film series. I guess it's uh, an adaptation of the video game, more so than a reboot of that original film. Yeah, I think that's the most accurate description of it. Yeah, very exciting. We're covering Mortal Kombat. I know this is a franchise that's very close to your heart. It is a little bit, yes. So let's explain Mortal Kombat. Let's break it down for anybody who might not be familiar. So the Mortal Kombat series, the game started back in 1992 with the original Mortal Kombat game created by Midway Games. Now, did you know that the the first game was originally being developed as a video game version of Bloodsport, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? No, I didn't, but it makes a lot of sense. It might have actually been Universal Soldier, but I think they were leaning more towards Bloodsport because you can sort of see that where in the direction that the game went. Well, Johnny Cage is based on Yeah, exactly. That's where they had the idea for. So the Johnny Cage character was originally supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme, and they were going to use footage of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ironically enough, they made a Street Fighter game based on the yeah, movie Street Fighter and, and, he and was, Jean-Claude Van Damme was in it. He was the so character. I bet they were like kicking themselves after that. But yeah, well, they, he refused, right? Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't well, want no, to be part of fine. it. Well, no, he was fine to do it, but Midway Games lost the license to do the movie, so they'd been working on the game already, and it was going to be this over-the-top, really violent, side sort of scrolling, punch-em-up game. So they said, oh, we don't want to lose all this time and money, so they ended up developing it into Mortal Kombat. And then, of course, the rest is history. There's been 11 major releases with 26 games in total. Yep, plus some DC crossovers as well. Apparently so. I read that yesterday. They you did didn't know some... about that? No, I didn't know until yesterday. Wow, you really don't know a lot about the Mortal Kombat oh, world. We'll discuss it when we talk about our history. I'm surprised but... you don't know that quote at the start of the show. That's like one of the famous lines from the original movie. We'll talk about it. So what is your history with the Mortal Kombat series? And maybe you can break it down what the games are like for anybody like me who may not be familiar. <laughs> Well, my history with the Mortal Kombat games is being in a house full of brothers. We play wow. a lot of fighting games. As in like black guys or like siblings? <laughs> it's siblings. Okay. A house full of boys. Okay. We play a lot of fighting games and your validation as a person comes from if you can beat your, your siblings at fighting games. Right. That's, that's, okay. that's a thing, right? <laughs> we when just you're, beat when the shit out of each other. Yeah, we just beat the shit out of each other. No, fighting games in video game fighting games. That's the epitome of um, of success back when you're a kid, is right. if you can beat your other brothers at fighting games. So we played Tekken, we played uh, Virtual Fighter. Mortal Kombat was a big one in our household. I played the original one. I found that somewhere. We had one of those The 1992 ones. The 1992 one, yeah. We had a collection of old sort of retro games, and that one was one of the ones on it. A big game that we played in my household was Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. 
And that was the game that my younger brother sort of surpassed me in video games. So he just started kicking my ass. We, we, I used to be the wow. guy that like beat him. And then, you know, we kind of were on a leave. Well, level. when he ages up from two to three, you know, he's got a little bit more <laughs> muscle memory and dexterity. You know, yeah, I know, right? And when I'm like unplugging his uh, controller, so I can beat him up. <laughs> did you actually do that? I did that all the time. <laughs> oh, wow. He'd be like, why is my character moving? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Um, dirty tactics. Yeah, dirty tactics. That doesn't surprise me. Also, at all, no I idea. always pick the. I don't know why. I always like the. I like the underdog characters. So he'd pick Scorpion and I'd pick like Ermac right. or Smoke. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who <laughs> and those it would just like are. beat me up. So that was a game that we played a lot of. He got really into the game and unlocked everything. And I kind of just watched him play the game, you know, and, and complete everything. So I learned a lot about the Mortal Kombat universe through watching him play these games. And can I, you explain it to us? Um. Because I still really a little have bit. No I'm idea. by no means an expert, but it's essentially a blood sport tournament that everybody around the world gets together and fights. But there's also like different realms in the world. So there's like the out realm, which is kind of like a hell sort of world, and then there's a, a world that's dedicated. I thought the to, nether realm was the hell. Maybe world. nether realm is. There's all these different. Uh, there's all these different worlds. There's like a world dedicated to order, a world dedicated to like chaos. Um, and then Earth Realm as well, and then like a like a heavenly realm. Uh, it all gets explored when I well, at least when I watched it or played it through uh, Mortal Kombat Deception, which had like an open world element to it. Really, so you could That's actually cool. it was. I think you'd actually really enjoy it. So you it had the fighting portion of the game, but then you could create your character and run through and these test realms your and actually just walk around. So it was like a third person oh, wow. running around game, and that I, I really liked that. I was like, this is awesome, and I think they brought it back for uh, Mortal Kombat 11, but. I I haven't seen it in many others and many other Mortal Kombat games. I played Armageddon as well. That was a lot of fun. So they've always kind of been uh, so in my life. So how do fatalities life. work into it? Oh, okay. So essentially, when you play Mortal Kombat, you can't just beat somebody, right? You can't just like defeat them in a in a sport in a of gentlemanly combat. way. No, you got to kill them. So every character has a fatality, and their fatalities are a gruesome way of killing their opponent and it's very right. over the top. They'll be chopping off their heads and eating them or, you know, whatever. They all have weapons as well. So usually their weapons take, uh, you know, are involved in the fatality and their and their weapons are, you know, more than just knives. They I didn't realise that they fought with weapons. I thought it would be like yeah. a proper tournament where you, you no. couldn't, you know, it was just hand to hand. I didn't no, realise they- it was so violent. But like there's some like there's a guy that has like hooks and he like just cuts people up with hooks and there's really? there's a guy in this movie that has a hat that has razor blades on it so he yeah. just like odd jobs them and so there's all these all these kind of little quirky gimmicks that they have and and it was very renowned I guess at the time for being super violent and I guess a lot of parents and people and figures, were yeah. just kind of like politicians this, this game is bad which made the game infinitely cooler because it yeah. felt like you were playing something really dangerous I think they had to tone down a few releases didn't they yeah. these days they're like I, I think as well I think the more recent releases maybe 9 or 10 were actually banned in Australia where we live. Mm. So I remember reading that we had a, like a, a censored version, but I've seen some of the footage of the uncensored versions of these more recent games, and oh boy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. doing some crazy stuff. There's a game, and I think it's Armageddon, where you knock your opponent off a cliff and they just like fall into spikes. It's just oh, like wow. ridiculous, ridiculous no, stuff. I was seeing like Johnny Cage grabbing his own daughter's face and like mashing it into the ground until it was like a, a bloody pulp and then like posing for photos with her dead body. <laughs> Well, that's like pretty intense. Well, you know, 
They were fighting each other. There's no friends in Mortal Kombat. Wow. That's like pushing boundaries there, though. All right. I want to know about your Did history you, uh, with the movie. Um, I actually never watched the movie. I've You've watched, never watched pieces. the movie? I've watched pieces of the movie, but never the whole thing. Now, I just want to point out for everybody quickly that there were two movies. Originally, there was the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie, which was absolutely everywhere when I was mm. a kid. So, in the mid-90s, that music, the theme music, that <laughs> from that first movie was just so dominant. You just go, I went to, a, like, a, I suppose it was like a theme park or a giant arcade that we used to have here called Seagull World. And every time you go there, that song would just be on a loop, weirdly enough, because it wasn't Fight. a Sega game. But it was just popular music at the time. I think it was actually in the charts around the world. And I never saw the movie. I never saw either of the movies. There was a sequel in 1997 called Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which has the famous line, Too bad you <laughs> will die. Love it. And it's known to be like one of the worst movies ever made as well. So that's all I really know about the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah, that movie was a turkey, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to let everyone off the hook. I've never seen any of the movies. I've never played any of the games. I wasn't familiar with the series at all beyond just obvious things like, you know, get over here and then what some of the characters look like up until yesterday when I started doing research for this show. But yeah, I, I didn't know anything about this game series. The most exposure I've ever had to them was when I first met Matty D. He'd always tell me about playing the games with his brothers, and he'd always bring up Toasty, which he originally thought was Whoopsie. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, because it's appearing in my plot, you better believe oh, it. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, can you explain what that is to people, again, who might not be familiar? So in one of the games, when you're fighting, I can't remember what prompts it, but when you hit somebody, a little figure comes out of the corner it's of the screen. one of the game developers, from what I understand. The game developer comes up and says, Toasty! 3D! Well, that's only one of the games. I think it was originally in the 2D ones, he would just go, Toasty! But then when the games went over to 3D, he'd say, Toasty! 3D! And Matty D explained all this to me. But it looks like he's forgotten since then. I haven't forgotten. Uh, what did I say to you? What I just explained. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. But you thought it was whoopsie, though. Yeah, I did think I it was whoopsie. it's hard to tell when it's like, you know, really low quality It sounds like whoopsie. Games. But I always loved that. That was a little fun little thing that would they would do. And I bet it, you, it, your heart was warmed. It was like a little special moment <laughs> when he would appear and you'd be like, oh, look, did you see him? I think it had something to do with Reptile off memory, but I, I can't remember. I, I know who Reptile is now from that short film, but we'll get into it. So let's talk about this upcoming movie. Let's enough about our histories. I suppose we can delve a little bit more into it when we go into our plots and we'll sort of understand who has like a bigger connection with what's going on in this universe. So this upcoming 2021 movie, apparently it was in development. So a third Mortal Kombat movie had always been planned since 1997, right after they did that second movie, Mortal <laughs> Kombat Annihilation. Oof. But because that movie sucked, apparently, the third movie was in development in hell for nearly two decades. Now, one thing that actually kind of excites me about this upcoming movie is that it's based loosely on the 2010 short film Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which I actually watched all the way back in 2010. I think everyone was sort of really excited about it, so it sort of came across my radar, and I watched it, and uh, it was basically a pitch for a a gritty, R-rated, more grounded Mortal Kombat movie. It looked awesome, and it was around the time when that was the thing that would take... it was around Batman time. Yeah, that would take a concept. Like Christopher to make Nolan it Batman. Gritty and realistic. So instead of Reptile being a you know lizard, a lizard man, man, he had like a skin deformity. He had Harlequin disease. And Barack had uh, plastic surgery to Yeah, he's obsessed with plastic surgery and create a different look, look for his body. I think the main character was Jax and he was played by Michael Jai White from Spawn Fame, from Dark Knight. 
that fame. I guess before he had his robot arms. We'll get into that in this movie as well. And I think they were like giving a mission to Scorpion. Yep. Or something like that. It was a cool concept. It was a really cool concept. I don't think a lot of it's going to make it to this movie. I know we disagree yeah. with that, but... Oh, we'll see, I suppose. I remember watching it back in 2010 as well. It was a big hit back when I was at university around yeah, that time. I was at I was, university as well. And so I was like, man... Everyone was really to, excited and they showed it to They you. need to make this movie. And it looked great. So, at that stage, Warner Brothers had just recently bought the video game rights as well as the film rights. So, this was in late 2010 and they saw that short film and they're like, man, this looks like a great idea for a movie. So, they decided to put the funding in and create a full movie. So, they started developing the movie, I think, early 2011, but then they sort of like, eh, we're not so sure about this. And they didn't really allow the filmmakers the budget that they really needed to create that full film. So, they instead, they just took the footage that they had and they turned it into a web series. If you remember that web series at all. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. I didn't realize it was a thing apparently it's nothing at all like that short film pitch well i wouldn't be interested in it then yeah exactly and it doesn't have the same actors and yeah it's just more sort of like a, a standard mortal Kombat story now fast forward to 2015 we've got james wan who of course is the saw co-creator and the director of uh the invisible man that we covered before on this show he's actually come on board to produce the film so this is all the way back in 2015 as i said And so they've kept the original film pitch. So they're still leaning on that original concept movie from 2010 and they're keeping the script, but they're sort of updating it as well, I guess, to be less like that web series and more, again, I suppose, closer to the games. Yeah, they seem to be going back to the original game the original story. But it looks like they want to keep the grittiness and maybe the groundness in some ways of that original pitch. So it's not going to be over the top like that original movie. It's not going to be like a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. This, as well, I should point out, is the first R-rated Mortal Kombat movie. And boy, is it ever. You saw that original trailer. So let's talk about what we know about the movie so far. Let's. Shall we break down what we saw in that trailer? Yeah. So we only have about one trailer. Yeah, there's only one. For this movie. And... Essentially, Certainly not for kiddies. No, no, it isn't. Essentially, what we can see here is there's a police force that's investigating Sub-Zero. Yeah, or so um, it looks like. Or tracking down Sub-Zero, and they go to one of Sub-Zero's targets, who's an MMA fighter, and they're trying to, I guess, track down, see what he's doing, and it turns out that there's this ancient combat that comes around every whatever years. Or tournament. That's happening at the moment, and that's why everyone's come, going around killing each other. Right. We see a few iconic characters here and there. We get to see Scorpion. We get to see a few other characters from the original games, and it looks it looks like it's all building to this big fight that they all have to have because they all have some marking on their chest that means yep. that they We've have got to. Got the iconic dragon Mortal Kombat logo on their chest. Yeah. And that seems to mark them as fighters for this tournament. Yeah. So this police force, this group of people, are gathering together to, I guess figure out what's going on and then participate in this combat or or work out why this combat's taking place. And it seems that figures from another realm are coming in and causing all sorts of chaos. So I'm presuming, because I didn't see that original movie, you said you haven't seen it as well. Do you know anything about it? I'm presuming it isn't as violent as this movie's going to be. I'm guessing it was more aimed at like kids and teenagers. Yeah, I think it was less violent. I didn't watch it at all in preparation for this show because I didn't want it to influence my plot. But yeah, my guess is because it was so popular with the other kids in my primary school that it wasn't super violent. Maybe everyone the said they saw this movie, but no one actually did. It's like, well, yeah, I, that was a really cool movie. I remember see seeing like bits and pieces. Like I'd go around to people's houses and they were watching it in the background and it just looked like standard sort of yeah, like beat em up stuff. I, I think, yeah, I think it was just standard beat em up stuff. I think there was a few cussing that was happening. I think there was a violence towards like monsters, but not towards people necessarily. Right. It's, it's weird that we both haven't seen this movie. I thought you would have at least watched it being the no. big Mortal Kombat fan. No. I, I would g- say I'm I a big Mortal good. Kombat fan. I, I just they- have more history than you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that's good because that means that we're not going to be super influenced by that original movie and just copy that plot verbatim. Well, I don't think it, it's going to be like the original movie at all. Okay. If uh, Well, I haven't seen the original movie, but that's my assumption. We're just presuming. We, our plots could just be that original movie <laughs> and not that. even be close to that, Imagine that. that new movie. I may watch it in the lead up to like, watching the for new example, movie. I don't know how your plot is, but it doesn't look like Luke Cage is going to be in this movie at all. Luke Cage? I have no idea who that is. Whatever, movie star guy. Yeah, I know his last name was Cage, but was I don't his think- his name Luke? I don't remember. I don't know the series well enough, Matty D. I'm sorry, but yeah, he's Johnny not- Cage. Sorry, Johnny Cage. it's Johnny okay. Cage. Yep, there we go. I did say his name before, but I'd already forgotten. But yeah, yeah, he's definitely not going to appear in this movie. He may be referenced. They'll probably have like a film poster with him on it or something in the background, like they had in that pitch. Well, he was in that pitch getting killed. That 2010 short film. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He got thrown into like a poster for his own movie <laughs> before he got his head cut off. Um, Now, I do actually have an official description for this movie taken from the official website for this movie. Now, strap yourself in as well because it's another really long one. It might as well be a short story. It covers a lot of plot points as well, which I I found really useful. I think I took most of my plot from this description. So, here it goes. So, in Mortal Kombat, MMA fighter Cole Young, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware of his heritage or why Outworld's Emperor Shang Tsung has sent his best warrior, Sub-Zero, an otherworldly cryomancer, to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade at the direction of Jax, a special forces major who bears the same strange dragon marking Cole was born with. Soon, he finds himself at the temple of Lord Raiden, oh fuck, I forgot to work that into my plot, an elder god and the protector of Earthrealm, who grants sanctuary to those who bear the mark. Here, Cole trains with experienced warriors Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and rogue mercenary Kano, as he prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. But will Cole be pushed hard enough to unlock his arcana, the immense power from within his soul, in time to save not only his family, but to stop Outworld once and for all? What's arcana? I um, guess it's like magic. Okay, I suppose so. Again, I didn't really work that into my plot, but it, I guess it doesn't really matter. Who, ca- who really cares at the end of the day? And so, that, as I said, that was from the official website. What? You're looking at me, like, very incredulously. Now. I didn't read this. <laughs> my plot is completely different. <laughs> My plot is only very loosely based on What? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They go to a school? Oh, no. Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't work that aspect in. Well, I was just mainly going from the trailer. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I read a bio in the Wikipedia site in the uh, IMDb. Which was completely different, by the way. That was very loose, but I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know this. Like well, I said, I found this very helpful. Time to go home. <laughs> oh, you're not confident now? Uh, not incl- not uh, as far as that bio is concerned. Yeah, I think this is the one to go by though, because this is the one, like this is the one being pitched by the movie mm. studio rather mm. than just hearsay and rumors. Yeah, and just stuff taken from the trailer. So yeah, <laughs> I found this really difficult, by the way, to write this plot because I, first of all, I don't know all the characters and yep. I don't know the world of Mortal Kombat that well. And I didn't even really do a lot of research into the characters either because, again, I didn't want to influence the plot. The world is so complicated. The The story is so complicated. Essentially, it's a fighting game, but they build up all this, like, yeah. this realm, this person. Yeah, I didn't understand that there was all this backstory. And I don't think you need to even worry about it. Yeah, that's why I didn't look into it very much. Sub-Zero is usually played as a good guy. Slash anti-hero. Well, as we discussed the actors who are in this movie and the characters they're playing, I think it'd be helpful if you sort of broke down who yeah, the right. characters were and what their deal is. Sure. I think it will help me as well, because like I said, I don't know too much about these characters. Let's do that right now. Mm. So first of all, playing the character of Cole Young. So from what I understand, he's a character who's been made up for this movie. Yeah, is that he, right? Yeah, that's right. He doesn't exist in the Mortal Kombat games. Right. So that makes it easy. So Easy. Well, Fresh sort face. Of, we don't know what his powers are. No. 
I guess because he's an MMA fighter, he, he can just take a beating really well. Maybe he can heal, like, I don't know, Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z? I don't know. Now, he's being played by Lewis Tan. Apparently, Lewis Tan is from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, as well cool. as Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. The third one, Olympus Has Fallen, and Deadpool 2. Sick. A lot of stuff we've seen, but I can't say I can point him out as any specific character. Is he the main guy in Tokyo Drift? I haven't seen that movie. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> Now, next up, playing Sonya Blade is Jessica McNamee. Now, she is an Australian actress. She was in Home and Away, which is sort of like a, a what would you call it? A I would soap call opera it here. the pedestal of Australian talent. And she was also in Pact of the Rafters. Oh, wait, no, that's the pedestal of Australian talent. And she was also alongside Jason Statham in The Meg. <laughs> I watched that movie. That was fantastic. Yeah, so you've seen her before. Yes. So who is Sonya Blade? So Sonya Blade is just a... She works for the special US Special Forces. So yeah. she's like a um, a military police officer for Earth. Right. Um, so her weapons so are usually... So she's sort of like the UN from Monster Hunter. Yeah, essentially. She's like what the lieutenant or the general or whatever her name essentially. was. Um, she usually fights with guns. That's her oh, okay. thing. She has guns. Um, also, I think, Kieran, you're overhyping my knowledge of this game, so I might get things wrong just, okay. just prefacing this. Well, but- you having played them at least once versus <laughs> me knowing nothing at all is but at least a little bit of a benefit. Sonya was a boring character. She was just kind of like police girl with guns. No one was picking her. Everyone was moving on to the guys with, like, cool stuff. Okay. It might be the same in this movie, too. Who knows? Next up, playing the character of Kano, is Josh Lawson, who I'm intimately familiar with. This is one of the only actors in this movie who I know pretty well. So, Josh Lawson is sort of like a staple in Australian TV and radio. Yeah. Mainly known for comedy, which is kind of weird to see him in How a different role. How crazy is it to see him here? He was also in Home and Away, he alongside was. Jessica McNamee. So, there you go. But yeah, it's very sort of strange to see him taking up like a, an action movie sort of role. Mm. I never would have thought that for Josh Lawson. Yeah. So Kano in the games, he's got a laser eye and he also yeah. has a knife. And he's kind of a rough kind of dude and usually very much a scumbag kind of character. Yeah. In this I movie- I sort of figured that from the, the trailer. Yeah. In this movie, he's kind of being played a little bit like Captain Boomerang from Suicide yeah. Squad. It's kind of like- I think it's important to point out that he is playing an Australian. Yeah. Yeah. And very a very much stereotypical Australian Absolutely. as well. Well, Kano is an Australian mercenary, I think. I read that he was Japanese-American was in he? the bio. I thought he so was always... He might have been retconned to be Australian, okay. but who knows. But I also appreciate because his name is Kano. That sounds like a typical... Kano. Like, stereotypical like Australian nickname as well, like uh, Damo or Steve-O or yeah. something like that. I thought Kano was Australian or like... Yeah, I always thought he was because that's what he... Well, in the bio, character. they said that he was originally mm. Japanese-American. Probably. So probably. they've obviously changed it over the years. But yeah, he's just like a thug Yeah, Kano. But yeah, it I looks like he's going to be played for laughs and going to be... I don't know, very Han Solo-ish, a little yeah. bit rougher maybe. Yeah, we'll see, I suppose. Uh, I suppose when we break down our predictions, we'll find out what we think the character arc is going to be. Now, you're going to have to forgive me as I read these names out, not only the character names because I'm not familiar with them, but also the actor names because we've got a lot of uh, Chinese and Japanese actors in which this. Which is great. Yeah. Which is really good for this franchise. Which is, I, I believe, not something they really did in the original movie. No. Even though we haven't seen it, so we don't even know who the actors are. Well, they are had a few Chinese-Japanese actors in the, in the original movie, right? Yeah. I'm sure they did. Like, Scorpion was cast as a... Shang Tsung, I'm pretty sure, was mm. Japanese as well. I don't really know. So, next up, playing the character of Raiden, who is like the yeah. lightning god or something like that, is Tadanobu Asano. Now, he is known for the Thor movies. He was one of the Warriors 3, I believe. And he was also in Ichi the Killer, which is a Japanese movie I've seen where he cuts his cheeks open and masturbates on a plant. Fun times for wow. all. Wow, great movie. Recommend, yeah. Recommended that movie, did you? I didn't really like it, but I'm sure <laughs> someone out there might. Well, it sounds weird. 
So who is Raiden? So Raiden's like a godlike figure. He's usually the is he a lightning god? Quintessential. That's from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, lightning god. Very, very Zeus esque. He um, was played by Christopher Lambert in the original. Was movie. he really? Yes, <laughs> that's great. He's usually like the epitome of the good guy, like the 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 good guy, good guy. Right. Cool. That's but basically very, what I have him as in the movie. Very what I understand, he has a school as well where he's teaching the <laughs> Apparently lines. Apparently so. I never would have thought that. But okay, everyone's going to laugh at us. Anyone who's like a fan of the original movie or this series is going to be like, well, of course. I don't remember him having a school. I remember there being a school that they fought in. Maybe that was it. Next up, playing the character of Jax is Mia Cod Brooks. Yep. Who is from True Blood and Supergirl, apparently. I can't say I'm really familiar with Mia Cod Brooks either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so who is Jax, though? Are you familiar with the character Jax? I know he has robot arms. Yeah, that's the main thing. It was Michael Jai White in that original pitch. He, I don't know if he was in those original movies. He might have been in the sequel. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, he's like usually a military guy. Isn't he um, the leader of the special forces or at least a major in the special it look, forces? It looks like he's going to be in this movie, but yeah, has metal arms. Sometimes he's kind of a bad guy. Sometimes he's kind of a good guy. But We also see him lose his arms in the trailer. So <laughs> yes, I'm we do. I'm guessing we're going to see that happen in the movie. Yes, we do. So that's all you know about him? He has metal arms? He has metal arms and he's a military guy. Another boring character, to be honest with you. What are you I talking was, about? Having metal arms is awesome. Yeah, having metal arms is cool. And when, when you picked him, he's like his arms would be like going... It was yeah, really cool. Awesome. I think they can even turn into guns and stuff in the game, really? which is awesome. Oh, wow. I hope that happens in the movie. All right. Next up, playing the character of Liu Kang is Ludi Lin, who's a Chinese actor. Apparently, he was in the new Power Rangers movie, along with Naomi Scott from Charlie's Angels. Doesn't this guy have, like, the, the original character? And Elizabeth Banks, now that I think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. They were both in the... All three of them were in this Power Rangers movie. Sick. The new one. Sick. She was Rita Repulsor, actually, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so he was also in Aquaman, and he was in that Black Mirror episode where they play the video game characters that have sex with each other. He was one of the virtual video game characters who was having sex with another man. Well, actually, he was having sex with a woman in the game, but the characters in real life, their real life counterparts were two men. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's weird. He's already sort of done like a Mortal Kombat style thing on the big screen. Well, on the small screen, Black Mirror. Crazy. So who is Liu Kang? So Liu Kang is kind of the closest thing you get to the hero of the Mortal Kombat world, at least in the original game. He was the original. He was the one character who stood out to me as being recognizable. Yeah, you could say- Well, there was others, of course. He he kind of- Scorpion Sub-Zero. Yeah, but they weren't really the the main hero. No, I'm saying who stood out to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, He's kind of very much like Bruce Lee almost. That's what he kind of looked like in the original games. If not, maybe if wrestling fans will know Ricky Steamboat, a little bit of Ricky Steamboat there, but- he, yeah, just a uh, martial arts fighter. Sometimes he has, like, flame fighting. So, from what I understand, his biggest rival is Shang Tsung. Yeah. Okay. So, what's that? What's the deal with that rivalry? Do I you know? know? Good guy, bad guy. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I suppose Liu Kang is, like, the, the hero, and then Shang yeah. Tsung is, like, the, the big villain. I think Shang Tsung killed somebody close yeah, to probably. Liu Kang or something like that. He killed a lot of people. And speaking of, playing the character of Shang Tsung is Chin Han, who's another Chinese actor. Now... He was Lao in The Dark Knight, if you remember him. Good with calculations. (laughs) Good with calculations. And he was also in Captain America The Winter Soldier. Couldn't tell you who he played in that. Mm. So who is Shang Tsung? The big bad guy. He steals people's souls. So from what I understand, in this movie, he's running the tournament. And he steals people's souls and steals their powers as well. Very Highlander-esque. He's like, he usually works with the main bad guy who is uh, Shao Kahn. 
Right. Who we don't know if we don't know if he's going to be in this. Well, movie we kind of see him in the trailer. We see a statue of him. Mm. So yeah, he's like his little bitch, is he? Yeah. Shang Tsung is like Shao Kahn's little bitch yeah. and does all his bidding. Yeah, this guy. Um, From what Tsung. I understand, he has to absorb souls to keep his youth. Otherwise, he like ages because he's like eons old. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he's kind of a very calculating, manipulative figure. Right. Fair enough. Not very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I gathered that. Next up, playing the character of Bai Han, also known as Sub Zero, is Joe. Forgive me, Joe. Taslim. I don't know if that's how you say the surname, but yeah, I didn't look up how to pronounce it. What character is this? He's playing Sub-Zero. Ah. He's famous for being in The Raid as well as Fast and Furious 6. Two movies I haven't seen. I- I've been meaning to watch The Raid, but yeah, I'll get around to it one day. So who is Bai Han, aka Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero is... Very prominent in the trailer, by the way. He's part of like some clan and he uses ice to kill people. Okay. <laughs> that's my... So knowledge he's of him. A, a cryomancer, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. I think that just means like he summons ice. So he is mortal enemies with Scorpion as well, from mm, what I understand. That's right. I remember when they I remember reading when the developers created this character, they were always like, I tell you what's cool when you can stop your opponent and make them like freeze in place. So they sort of designed this character around that idea. So they're like, What if we right. had a guy that had like a freezing power and then Sub Zero was kind of born? Mm. The early game kind of they had only a few sprites that they could use, and one of them was the ninja sprite. So they would just like yeah. make these they ninja characters them. and just recolor them. Yeah, exactly. there's like a green one as well, isn't Lizard like uh, Reptile? Yeah, Reptile is the green one. Yeah, is the green version of Sub Zero and Scorpion. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Sub Zero is a character who's always been very prominent in this series. From me, from an outsider's point of view, he's always one of the characters who I see like displayed on the box or in the promotional material. So I'm not surprised at all that he's playing a big role in this movie. Next up, playing his sworn enemy, Hanzo Hatashi, aka Scorpion, is Hiroyuki Sanada. So Hiroyuki Sanada was in The Last Samurai. He was in Avengers Endgame. So apparently we've seen him already in this show. And we're going to be talking about him again in a few episodes' time. I won't spoil that mystery for anybody. But yeah, we will be talking about him again. So. Who is Hanzo Hatashi, aka Scorpion? He's another ninja who has so he's fire a powers. <laughs> he's a recolored ninja. Oh, sprite. he has fire powers, does he? He does have fire powers. I did see in that in the games. trailer. Yeah, and he has uh, most famous for he has like this spike with this rope on it, shoots that comes it out. out of his wrists. I guess that's why they call him Scorpion. Hey, and then he pulls yeah. him closer to him. Goes, Get over here! Beats them up. He dies and comes back to life constantly. Right. There's actually a version of Scorpion that you can play where he just has a skull head, <laughs> like almost. Oh. Doesn't he like Almost take off his mask? Face. Oh, Ghost Rider? What? Does Doesn't he-, he like take off his mask and he's got a skull yeah. underneath and like breathes fire on people? Yeah. All right. I did see that yesterday. Uh, Scorpion's just a massive badass. And so isn't he like the most famous Mortal yeah. Kombat character? So yeah, I think so. everybody should know who that is. Yeah. Because he's always like, well, from what I understood, he was like the main character. The most he's popular. supposed to be like a villainous sort of character. Yeah, he usually is a villainous kind of or character. Or at least an anti-hero anyway. We see him in this trailer killing off some thugs. We don't know much else about his role in this movie. Now, an early prediction for me about this movie, because there are so many characters there in this is. movie, there's so many actors credited. My guess it's going to be very much an ensemble piece. We're not yes. going to spend a lot of time with a lot of characters. I mean, some will... Some characters will get more development than others, but we won't spend very long. And we're not really to care very much about these characters beyond like, oh, these are the good guys. They're supposed to win. These are the bad guys. They're supposed to die sort of way. At least that's how I think the movie's going to go. I think you're exactly right. I think there's going to be a lot of people here and then they go. Exactly. Now, I just wanted to quickly run through all of the other characters. So playing the character of Kung Lao is Max Hung. Hat guy. So he's the guy with the razor hat mm-hmm. that he throws it around to chop people up. Yep. Uh, and then playing the character of Mylena is Cece Stringer. She's got like a big mouth. 
Yeah, she's got a big mouth. She's got like a razor, razor sharp teeth. So she yeah. covers her mouth in a mask. She's and got she, like a monster's mouth, but she, she looks like a regular woman. Yeah, she takes it off and she has a huge yeah. mouth. She also uses the what are those knife things that um, like Leonardo the Ninja the, Turtles, the, the Ninja Turtles, Turtles had? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're called. Whatever they're called, she has those. In the movie, it looks like she cuts her face open with those blades. I don't think she does. Well, at least she's licking the knife. Yeah, I think, I think her face is just sort of. She has a really open. long tongue as well. Oh, really? So good for her, I wow, guess. Interesting. <laughs> Next up, playing the character of Cabal is Daniel Nelson. Now, Cabal apparently is like he is a deformed guy who wears a mask. Yeah, I think that's all you pretty the much. The only know good about thing him. about him is he has hook swords. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, and but last, he sucks. I hate him. Last but not least, playing the character of Nitara is Alyssa Cadwell. Now, who is Nitara? She's some sort of vampire woman, right? She's got like bat wings. And oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even see what this character looked like. Yeah, she she in she has like I think she has vampire teeth and bat wings, and she usually is a bad guy. Of my knowledge, Ooh, very cool. I think she might even have a tail as well. Oh, well, she's only very loosely worked into my plot because I didn't really go into. We, I didn't see her in the trailer. I think she, yeah, I think she's probably from the Outworld. That makes a lot of yeah. sense for her. To I be. didn't see her in the trailer, so I'm just presuming she's just going to be a, a bad guy to be beaten up or mm. killed. Rather, again, I didn't realize that they were killed in the tournament until recently. So. <laughs> My initial idea was, you know, they just were defeated honorably, but no. no. They're going to be murdered. <laughs> They're just going to be murdered. Can I go first with my plot? Yeah, absolutely. Is that all the characters we're talking about? That's I guess all that's the characters. We've got some family members here as well, but they weren't notable enough for me yep. to talk about. I don't think they're going to be in the movie very often. They were very briefly in the trailer, or at least one of them was. But yeah, so I did think it was worth bringing them up. But I'll bring them up throughout my plot. So yeah, I want to go first because I really want to get it out of the way because I don't feel confident. And now I know that you don't feel confident either <laughs> after hearing that plot summary. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get it out of the way so I could sit back and listen to someone who has more of an idea of this world explain it and see how wrong I was. <laughs> I don't basically. You might be right, actually. I don't want to hear how wrong I was in advance. I just want to get it out of the way. Sure, and all right, then hear all right. Let, let's hear. Well, we don't know. We don't know. You could be right, you know? Now, luckily for me, and luckily for us, I don't know if Matty D knew this, but the opening of the movie was actually revealed to the press, so the first 13 minutes of this movie is out there and is known by the public. I did not know that, no. So, I know how the movie opens, so one point's all around here. you cheated, is what I'm hearing. Well, it's out there in the open. It's not cheating. Yeah, you know what else is out there in the open? The plot to Detective Pikachu, Kieran. Oh, there we go. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying, oh, I think this is how it happens. I'm putting it out there in the open so it's obvious that I didn't cheat. So I haven't actually seen the footage. I'm just I'm just All going right. from what everyone described it. All right. So I might be inaccurate in some ways because they didn't really spoil too much about it. Yep. They just sort of gave some loose ideas of what they saw. So I think we'll see a peaceful home in the Japanese countryside. Yes, I'm right already. And okay, here excellent. we see Hanzo Hatashi, who is, of course, Scorpion, living with his family, a wife and a son. Nailed. It. I was going to say a wife and the daughter, but from what I understand, Scorpion has a wife and a son. We soon learn that they're in hiding and the house is surrounded by loyal members of the Hanzo clan who are there to protect them. So Sub-Zero's clan appears and they start to take out Hanzo's men one by one in a brutal and violent fashion, and Hanzo is forced to step in to protect his family. He ties a gardening trowel to a length of rope and uses it in typical Scorpion fashion to kill all of Sub-Zero's men. But while he's fighting, Sub-Zero swoops in, easily defeats Hanzo and murders his family with his ice powers right in front of his eyes. Hanzo cries out in anguish and is then brutally killed by Sub-Zero. He's dead. Mm. We're never going to see him again. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) We then cut to Cole Young, who is a washed up MMA fighter. Cole is in the middle of a bloody MMA fight and although he's shown to be a skilled fighter, he quickly loses his match. 
We then learn from Cole's manager that he had been paid to take a fall, and Cole is resentful of this situation, because this is something that happens all the time. The last couple of years, he's just been the fall guy. He's resentful of this situation. However, he sees it as the only way to make decent money for his wife, Allison, and their teenage daughter, Emily. Yep, his yep. wife, Allison. Yep. I don't think it's his sister, okay. unless they have some sort of weird incestuous relationship where they have a daughter. I read that he has a daughter, so okay. I'm presuming that the other woman with the same surname is his wife. We'll see when the movie comes out. Yeah. Not too long now. During the fight, we see that Cole has a dragon-shaped mark on his breast, which he refers to as a birthmark. <laughs> the weirdest birthmark ever. Yeah. It's like a tattoo. Yeah, I got this dragon symbol on my It's kind of chest. strange that it, my birthmark just happens to be a dragon symbol. So Cole spends a little time with his family so he can get to know them a little better. Not too much time. They might eat a meal together or, I don't know, go watch a movie. They'll go watch Godzilla vs. Kong. And we'll see that they want him to be a real fighter again. Daddy, why can't you be the guy who wins for a change? Oh, it's not appropriate at this time. <laughs> In his next fight, Cole finally gets fed up and starts fighting properly and wins his match. Now, Jax also drops in at this point to watch the match, so he'll come in and stand in the background. Mm -hmm. His manager is furious at this and tells him that he is finished. You're washed up. You're done. You're finished. I mean, he'll never work in this town again. He already was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Soon after his fight, Cole is attacked by Sub-Zero and he's saved at the last second by Jax, who takes him away in a four-wheel drive. Cole, that is not Sub-Zero. Jax explains that he's a special forces major and that Sub-Zero is an assassin who's been tasked with hunting down people with Cole's dragon birthmark. Jax also reveals that he has the same mark. He's like, check this out. Pulls down his <laughs> We're twinsies. Cole is worried about his family's safety, so Jax tells him to take them and find Sonya Blade, who also works for the Special Forces. Making sense so far? Absolutely. It's just beat for beat, that plot summary so far. Jax drops off Cole outside his house before driving off to confront Sub-Zero himself. He meets up with a unit of men, also from the Special Forces, and he sends them into an abandoned building which is believed to be where Sub-Zero is hiding out. After a few minutes of screaming and gunfire, Jax's men lose all radio contact. Jax enters the building himself, and we see that inside has become a frozen lair. Elsa's just there, so you let it go. <laughs> Jax is soon surprised by Sub-Zero and opens fire on him, but Sub-Zero is able to freeze Jax's gun and bullets mid-air. We saw this in the Just trailer. Just in the trailer. Sub-Zero and Jax then have an impressive fight sequence, ending with Sub-Zero freezing Jax's arms and destroying them. Sub-Zero is just about to finish off Jax, but Jax is rescued at the last minute by lightning god Raiden, who teleports Jax to safety. We just teleports him away. Oh, really? We don't see where he goes. Nice. Yeah, in my plot anyway. Well, the reason I say this is because why wouldn't Sub-Zero just kill Jax? I mean, he's destroyed his arm. Why wouldn't he kill him? So I was trying to think of a way that would be easy for Jax to get out of there. He's Instead not going to fight like, him. Like <laughs> running with no arms. <laughs> like, like the meaning of life or what is it? Uh, the Monty oh, Python yes. sketch? Yeah, exactly. No, wait, that was... Uh, Holy Grail. Holy Grail, yeah. We then return to Cole, who takes his wife and daughter to the Special Forces secret hideout, which is inside a boxing gym. Here we meet Sonya Blade, who tells Cole all about Outworld, the Earthrealm, the Netherrealm, and the Outworld tournament. Because she's got, like, bits of paper and magazine mm. cutouts, like, all over the wall and, you know, pictures of previous tournaments, so on and so forth. And they're like cave drawings and tapestries yeah, and exactly. things like that. Sonia also explains that the dragon mark, which Sonia also has, I don't think it'll be on her booby, <laughs> might be on her back or something like that. She's not going to be like, about have that. a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and he covers, Cole covers his daughter's eyes. No, <laughs> stupid joke. Uh, and the birthmark is some kind of invitation to the tournament. In a scene that's already full of exposition, Jax will enter the room now with robot arms and says that Sub-Zero has been hunting down and killing fighters all around the world that have that same dragon mark. So Sonya and Jax have been trying to locate the rest of the fighters in order to form a team to be able to enter the tournament and defeat Sub-Zero's boss. 
Sonya promises that Cole's wife and daughter will be safe in the protection of the special forces and they will disappear for most of the movie. <laughs> convenient, convenient. Now, I just wanted to explain as well, I'm not sure when we'll see this or if we'll see this, but I think Jax will get his robot arms from Raiden. Raiden will do some sort of godly magic. Really? And magic some arms on him. Oh, cool. I'm not quite sure how cool. <laughs> Raiden's With my power. lightning powers, yeah, I'm I will not sure make how you Raiden's have metal arms. powers work. The next portion of the movie will be Sonya and Cole traveling around the Earth realm to find fighters to join their team. First, they'll find Chinese martial artist Liu Kang, who has some kind of fire ability. I don't really understand. He can, like, punch fireballs at people. And he, and he, make a big fire he's, dragon. He's very expressive when he does his kicks and punches. He's like, well, 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 really? well. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. They'll then hunt down wanted Australian criminal Kano, who they'll have to capture before he'll begrudgingly join them. And finally is Kung Lao, who has a big hat that he uses as a giant blade, and he can also do lightning or something. <laughs> lightning or something? Yeah, I didn't understand thought, his powers. I thought Raiden did lightning. Well, in the trailer, Kung Lao is shown to have some sort of lightning skill, electricity skill of some kind. Maybe. We'll have to rewatch the trailer and have a look. Maybe he's at a hat store being like, this one's a little too big. Do you have something a little smaller? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He looks so much like Raiden. I, I couldn't really tell I the know. characters apart I know. at first. They, they look identical. Anyway. Pretty much. So, all together, our core team of heroes is Cole, Sonya, Jax, Liu Kang, Kano, and Kung Lao. And this team will be headed up by Raiden. Apparently, they have a school that they go to to train <laughs> under. That's now in my plot. <laughs> is, it, is it now yeah. just shoehorned in your plot? Uh, absolutely. You can put it in your plot if you want. So It doesn't fit in my plot. After some training... Raiden teleports our team to Outworld. This is not going to take a long time because obviously the bulk of the movie is going to be the tournament. So he teleports our team to Outworld where we learn that the tournament is being hosted by Shang Tsung, who is Liu Kang's mortal enemy. I think they might have gone to the same martial arts school or something like that. He betrayed them. Who knows? Shang Tsung has hosted the tournament not only to steal souls from great fighters, but if our Earthrealm fighters lose the tournament, then the Earth and the rest of the universe will belong to his master Shao Kahn, who is Raiden's rival. We don't see him at this point. This is why he sent Sub-Zero to kill all the fighters before they could form a team, because if they're all defeated, then there's no resistance to them taking over the universe, Mm -hmm. and there won't even have to be a tournament. Easy competition. He will also meet Shang Tsung's team of fighters, which consists of four-armed monster Goro. Yeah! The blade-wielding split-faced Mylena, the vampirist Nitara, and the deformed mask-wearing Cabal. Our Earthrealm fighters are finally told that each fight in the tournament will be to the death, thus the name Mortal Kombat. Now, I couldn't be bothered giving a full blow-by-blow of all of the tournament fights because, you know, I'm probably going to be wrong because I couldn't really tell in the trailer who was going to be matched up fighting who. Like, they didn't really want to give that away. So, rather than describe it, I just made some random predictions at this point about the tournament. So, I think all of our Earthrealm fighters will win their first fights against the Outrealm fighters. Obviously, they'll have to win the fight because otherwise they'd be dead. (laughs) Uh, Now, Kano, I believe, will lose his eye during his first fight. Uh, I'm going to presume that he's going to fight Goro. And Goro's going to scratch his eye out or something like that. And Kano will eventually turn against our heroes and join the Outrealm fighters and will be rewarded with a robotic eye that can shoot lasers. What a baddie. Typical Kano. Kano will fight and be defeated by Sonya Blade, who he has taunted and belittled throughout the movie so far. Makes sense. You're nodding. You must agree. I agree. That sounds like Kano. Meanwhile, we'll see that Hanzo has returned from the dead as the demonic being Scorpion and can now shoot blades on chains from his wrists. He'll hunt down and fight Sub-Zero, and he'll be able to utter his famous line, which we saw in the trailer, Get over here! After he impales him with a a chain and pulls him over. So now he's invincible, basically. Sub-Zero is basically invincible. He can grow back limbs that are cut off and whatnot. I'm just presuming so You mean Scorpion is Scorpion, yeah. That's what I meant. Who did I say? You said Sub-Zero. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's basically invincible Tomato, tomato. When this moment happens, Scorpion will defeat and kill Sub-Zero, 
finally avenging his family. Happy ending. The tournament will end with Liu Kang fighting and defeating Shang Tsung. And after Shang Tsung is defeated, Shao Kahn will appear and our heroes will have to fight him as a team with Raiden getting in the finishing blow. Makes sense? Makes total sense. With the tournament over and the Earth saved, our surviving heroes will return to Earth and eat some shawarma. Eat some what? <laughs> eat some shawarma like the, end, <laughs> the ending of Avengers. Fair enough. And they'll end the movie with a new version of the classic 90s theme. <laughs> really? I really hope so. Anyway. Oh, that's Otherwise, there's no, point, there's no point making There's the no movie. point in making a movie if you don't bring that theme back? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No point making the movie. And it's going to go back in the charts again and everyone's <laughs> going to love it. It's going to be like the mid-90s. 1995, everyone. All over again. Now, in a post credit scene, I believe that we'll learn that Sub-Zero has a brother who swears revenge on Scorpion. Because from what I understand about Sub-Zero, the original Sub-Zero is killed, and the Sub-Zero in the rest of the games is his brother, mm. who is also Sub-Zero. Yes, yes. There we go, and that was my plot. Congratulations. That sounded good, and surprisingly, there's similarities here. Oh, well, where can you go in a Mortal Kombat Where movie? can you go? So let me just bash this one out. Uh, this is my plot. Well, so- put that away, Matty D. Sorry. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. Well, that tired old joke. Anyway, yep. <laughs> So, we're going to open in a rural Japanese shack in the middle of oh, nowhere. there we go. Sounds oh, familiar. I'm, I'm so happy. I like that you didn't know that this I, is how the movie was going to open. I did not know this. But it had to be worked in early, didn't it? it yeah, I figure it does. Uh, there's a mysterious older Japanese man placing swords away as if it's a ritual, while a group of masked assassins sneakily approach his house. Mm. This man is, of course, Scorpion. It's the same as your plot. Hanzo Hitachi. Mm-hmm. He hears them, runs outside, grabs a spike attached to a rope, and violently, impressively- so gardening trowel in your plot takes just a out spike just, oh, no, just a okay. spike I didn't really look at the details of this too much right kills the assassins I didn't mention that he had a family in my plot it makes sense that he does and I didn't mention he gets killed in my plot makes sense that he does in that I think you're right but he All takes right, so it's out not happening in your plot he takes out assassins by the way how impressed are you that I'm following formula right now starting with an action oh, scene extremely so. look See? Well, it's an action movie how could it not start on with a an roll on a roll he's holding the last assassin who's kneeling in front of him at knife point, and he asks them in Japanese, so we'll see this in subtitles, who sent you, why are you here? Why are you guys all in blue? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. uh, and the man just says, back, Mortal Kombat. Mm, okay. Scor- and then the music starts off. Scorpion cuts the no, assassin's... He goes, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Not like that. Okay. Scorpion cuts the assassin's neck, he kills him. Cue to opening theme and opening title. Oh, oh opening theme? As in, like, test your might. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be a little bit uh, heavier than that. Oh, it's going to be like hardcore metal. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I hope maybe. so. Maybe. Then we're going to jump to Brazil, where a team of tactical SWAT guys, we find out that this is the Special Forces, Yep. Uh, enter a building. They're oh, Brazil, you say? Mm, in Brazil, that's right. Okay. They're looking around stealthily. One of them will say that they're tracking their target, and their target is here. Mm. It's kind of like a Blade Runner-esque hotel, is what I'm picturing. Yep. So they see up a flight of stairs that there's an area covered in ice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when they get there, they see the body of the dead. Now, I said I always thought his name was Cable. I didn't know his name was Cabal. Maybe I'm wrong. But they see the dead body of Cabal or Cable because I hate... I don't know if I'm saying it wrong. I hate this character, so I'm going to kill him off early. Okay. So one of the officers tells their other officer, I guess, to look at his so chest. So in your movie, Cabal or Cable or whatever his name is, is a special forces like... No. Warrior? Oh, okay. No. So the special forces get there, they get to the ice area, and they see the dead oh, body I of see. Cable. Okay, or Cabal, or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. One of the officers says, hey, look look at his chest, and they- mm, Very nice. <laughs> and they confirm that he has the tattoo right. of the dragon. He's the man with the dragon tattoo. Mm, mm. And the officer says, it's the same as the others. Oh. Mm. 
But just then, the officer that's uh, sort of standing there, he's got his gun in front of him. His name is Jax, by the way, everybody. He's the one that told him to look at the tattoo. He turns around and sees Sub-Zero is standing behind him. He tries to shoot him, much like in your plot, much like in the trailer. But due to Sub-Zero's ice powers, he freezes the gun, freezes his arms, and shatters them off, Mm. leading him to possibly have some cool robotic arms in the future. Then Sub-Zero stylistically takes down the remaining of the officers, just beats them up with ease. And presumably kills them. Presumably kills them. Well, maybe not. Maybe just uh, just takes them out. Okay. Non-violently. Right. What a bad Mortal Kombat movie this is. <laughs> uh, we cut again to an MMA gym where we see Cole Young fighting. Uh, his, his opponent is a guy called Mavado. I just wanted to sneak that okay, in there. Okay, there we go. A character Very nice. from the game. Character I really liked. Uh, we he- do actually see his opponent in the trailer, so... I suppose we can check the trailer and see if it looks at all like that character. I doubt it. I doubt it very highly. Um, he, This guy killed Cabal, actually, and took his uh, hook swords, and he was way oh, wow. cooler than Cabal. So that's why I like that's this awesome. guy. Never appears again, though. Anyway, in my plot, I didn't realize that Cole was a guy that got defeated all the time. So in my plot, I said he defeats him. So I'm probably wrong there. But only just beats him, showing that he's a fighter that has heart. When he finishes, he meets with Sonya, who's been watching him this entire time. Right, so it's not Jax in your movie, even though we saw that it was Jax in the trailer. It's not Jax. By the Uh, way, at this point in the trailer as well, when we see Jax in the MMA gym and then we see Jax driving with Cole in a car later on, he still has human arms. I know. I'm I'm well aware of this. Okay. So yeah, it is Sonya who's waiting for him and she's part of the United States Special Forces squad and she gives him some exposition that they've been tracking a supernatural assassin who's been killing people with the same birthmark that he has on his chest. Yep. Now, Cole, who I thought it was his sister, originally had his girlfriend, but we'll say it's his wife because <laughs> that okay. makes sense, believes that this is a birthmark, but Sonya tells him that it is more wait, than that. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. So he doesn't have a daughter in your plot? I didn't realise he had a daughter, no. Okay. Cool. So he just has a really young girlfriend slash wife <laughs> who's about half his age and a teenager and also being played by a child well, actor. Well, that's what I thought it was his sister. You know what? I'm, I'm redoing this. It's going to be his sister. Okay, fair enough. The promotional material is going to be wrong. It always is. It's going to be yeah. his sister. So his sister so says- the actress who's playing his daughter is an Australian actress as well. Mm-hmm. I actually looked up an article where they had announced that she was playing his daughter in the movie. So that's just how I knew. Okay. But well, it's, it's, it's his sister in your plot because I actually originally thought the same thing before I read that article. I'm just going to stick to my guns. Yep, fair enough. Um, it might come back to, to your bite metal me. guns. It's going to come arms. back to bite me. Ugh. So Sonia tells him it's more than a birthmark and that he is in danger. Cole doesn't listen to her. I mean, this always happens, right, in these yeah. movies, and refuses to go with her. She's like, come to me with the station. Wing. Come with me if you want to live. You know, she, And he's like, no, not interested. That This sounds stupid. She gives Cole the agency's contact information and says, you know, if you change your mind, just reach out. Yeah, he's a card. <laughs> he's yeah. a card. <laughs> you want to go to the Mexican drug lord's birthday party. <laughs> no, right. It's on the flip side I of the card. I thought about that. Later that day, Cole is cleaning up at the MMA gym. The owner leaves... <laughs> He has to clean up too, as well as fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He has to clean up the blood in the ring. Um, it's it's you know he's a young fighter. He's you know he's growing up through the Not ranks. That young. He's tasked with cleaning the gym. You know that's just how it is. So the only leaves for the night. Uh, his sister says she's going to leave too because she knows he's going to be staying up late training at the gym because he's addicted yeah. to this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's addicted to losing, apparently. Well, in my plot, he's winning. Yeah, he's a winner. But just then, the same masked men that we see earlier come and attack Cole. They kill his sister. Oh, no. Mm. But Cole manages to fend them off. Distraught, he calls the agency. And he is picked up by Jax. Now. Who has human arms now for some reason. In the trailer, I saw that he had human arms. But I'm going to say that the trailer is lying. Okay. And then he has robot arms. We just don't see them yet. Right. 
So they just hadn't finished the visual effects at that point. He has long sleeves, that's right. But he's got bare arms in the trailer. And I'm saying the trailer is lying. Okay, fair enough. Because I'm stubborn. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill. All good. Because I can't work it any other way. Anyway, so Jax tells him that the marker on his chest means he's been chosen. And when they get to their headquarters, it's revealed, like in the trailer, that there is an ancient tournament taking place known as Mortal Kombat. And they are selected participants that have to participate in this right, lethal, yeah, yeah. lethal fight. We see all the same evidence that Sonya points out from the trailer. Same thing that you yeah. described. Like pictures of ancient Mortal- tournaments. Mortal like Kombat that. written on a wall, you know, pictures of the tournament, all this sort of stuff. Not knowing what to do next, this might sound familiar to you. They go and they track down the other participants that have the birth marker. But while this is happening, we cut to a mysterious location where there are statues of Shao Kahn. A masked assassin will report to our lead villain, Shang Tsung, and say that they weren't able to kill Cole and the man known as Scorpion is alive. Oof, doesn't sound like it is the case, but you know, he's alive. Shang Tsung will be enraged and will suck the goon's soul out of his body and absorb Mm. it. The soul will appear like green energy. Yep, I hope so. Mm. Cole Sonya and Metal Arms Jack is going to show off his Metal Arms. He's like, look what I have here, boys. (laughs) Metal Arms. Uh, they'll go globe trotting around, tracking down these combatants. Yep, uh, and they'll have to fight them Robin Hood style to get them to join their crew. Very nice. So just breaking it down, they'll go to a stereotypical Australian bar and find Kano. Oh, I hope so. A rough jerk, not a dingy bar, a stereotypical Australian yep. bar. We're adding some uh, variety here. He's They're playing uh, cold chisel. <laughs> I wish. And they've got like road Last signs up out on the- of Sydney. It's almost <laughs> gone. Got, like road signs up on the wall and like. <laughs> Alligator yep. skulls. Yep. So he's going to be a rough jerk, but unlike... Crocodile skulls, sorry. Unlike the original game, he'll be played for laugh. Yeah, crocodile skulls. Um, he has a knife and a laser eye, just has it already, apparently. Yep. He'll hit on Sonya through the whole movie and get on everyone's nerves. Yep. But in a, Sounds pretty good to but me. In a, but in a lovable way. Uh, they'll also meet Liu Kang, who's at a monk-like martial arts school, and he'll mm. be a heroic character. He also uses fire. Uh, while this globe trotting is taking place, uh, Scorpion will track down Shang Tsu because they killed his. You know, they, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, that's right. Because yep. they went, and tr- they tried to kill him. But the crafty uh, Shang will make a deal with him and give him fire and undead abilities, as mm. well as giving him a badass ninja suit if he works with him. So there they, we go. They make an alliance. Dun dun dun. I don't know if I made it clear in my plot, but he returns from hell as a as a different fighter seeking revenge. Because that's what happens in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I did that. Last guy they find is Kung Lao, who's the Mortal Kombat equivalent of Oddjob. Yep. They'll find him somewhere in the forest. He's a mysterious badass who uses his hat to kill people. He's just cutting down trees with his hat. <laughs> That's what he does. He's a lumberjack. He's a logger. Yeah. Um, he'll be like a silent guy. He won't He won't speak a lot. Right. But while they're talking to him, they'll be attacked by more mysterious masked men so they can show off their powers and defeat them. There we go. And they can show off working as a team as well. During so, uh, what stage in the movie is this? So, like, how like, far into the movie are we? This is like the middle section. Okay. Before, before they go to the tournament. So, during the fight, Sub-Zero will come in. They all think Sub-Zero is a bad guy, but it is revealed that he is actually stopping, trying to stop uh, fighters from the outworld coming in and causing havoc. Mm-hmm. So he's actually a good guy and he's a member of this special clan that's neither good or bad, but for the purpose of this plot, he's good. He's just trying to restore balance. So he comes and helps them and he joins their team. But he tells them that they're out of their depth. There's only one guy who can help them. So they go out to seek Raiden, who they go out to this- warriors. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being Christopher Lambert as Raiden. <laughs> they go to this ancient temple and summon Raiden, who comes in by lightning. He's like an- He rides it down on a surfboard. Absolutely. On like, on like a cool dude. He's like an omnipotent deity that uses lightning. So they make it to the combat. They make it to the tournament. Much to uh, Shang's anger, he's like, damn it, they're They've here. they a great team. <laughs> 
I've just got shitty leftover characters that no one plays as. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I got the player two characters. Yeah. I got the computer, uh, you know, character. CPU characters, yeah. <laughs> um, so our hero's intention at the start will be to kill Shang Tsung, but it appears that they'll have to because he's the guy that's opening the outworld, so they need to get rid of him. But they realize that they must participate in the tournament to get the opportunity to kill him. Right. So this is where we go to the tournament. Kano will fight Reptile and manage to kill him by pulling out his heart. I didn't realize Reptile was in this movie. He's in the trailer. Is he? Yes. I had no idea. Yes. Uh, he'll also say, Toasty! <laughs> okay. 3D! I believe he also says Kato wins to himself, so yeah. that's a little bit of a callback. Sonya and Melina will have a fight, so she has, same as you, they, those uh, razor blade teeth, as well as knives, but she'll be defeated by Sonya. Uh, Goron will fight Drax. I love Goron. So happy he's going to be in this movie. Goro, yeah. And also, I saw... I like that you're the guy who played the game. And <laughs> you don't know the characters. Goro. Nice. I love Goro as well. Goro and Goron. Leader of the Gorgonites. Um, Smoke will also... <laughs> Smoke will also appear. I saw him in this trailer as well. I used to play as Smoke. He was he was pretty cool. He's like got smoke powers, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, he'll fight Liu Kang. So many characters I didn't know. Liu Kang will defeat him. Cole will fight Barack. Not Obama, but the guy with the... I it was uh, Baraka. Baraka, yeah. The guy with like the Baraka. knives. <laughs> like Baraka. The guy with the knives on his hands. I really want to see him in this movie. That'll be awesome. We'll also see Ermac be destroyed by Sub-Zero. Ermac, is, there's no intent. There's no evidence that Ermac's going to be in this Who's movie. Who's Ermac? He's one of my favorite characters. He was a guy that, um, when they did the coding, they made a mistake and everyone thought there was a character called Ermac, so they had to write him in desperately in the game. Oh, there we go. He's another ninja. Sonya will also fight uh, Natara as well, um, wing girl. Uh, Shang will order Scorpion to fight and kill Sub-Zero, and they'll have a spectacular fight between them. But Sub-Zero will convince Scorpion to stand by their side and fight them. So they're all working together now. Right. Cole so will- Sub-Zero and Scorpion team up. They're buddies. Reluctantly team up. That's right. Okay. Cole and Shang will defeat... Well, I suppose in your version, he didn't kill his family. He didn't do much beyond just, like, kill members of no. his clan. And this is fan service. So they won't like okay. each other, but they'll sort of work together because right. we want Scorpion on the good side. So Cole will face uh, Shang and defeat him in front of Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn has been resurrected by this point, which right. is okay. uh, Shang's whole motivation during this movie. And in doing so, restores everyone's souls back. So all the characters oh, that go. were killed... Like all bursts out of him like the end of Ghostbusters. That's right, that's right. So they all get back, they all become alive again so we can make them return for any possible sequels. Yep. So Shao- I didn't kill off any of my main characters aside from Kano. <laughs> so Shao Kang is kind of at a throne watching all this fight fighting take place and he orders Cole to finish him. Oh, yeah. I should have worked that into my plot. Oh, well. But Cole will refuse to. Why? I don't know. It's just a heroic thing to do. Yeah. Shao Kahn will be enraged. He will kill Shang and then Wait, fight. Wait, if he lost all his souls, wouldn't he turn into like an old man? Yeah. Like wither away and die? He's an old man, but not all his souls, just the souls of the people in the tournament. Right, okay. Just a little bit of the souls. Just a little bit of the souls. He keeps a little they bit of the Turn on the tap like a little bit so it trickled out. <laughs> yeah, anyway. He'll, he's not long for this world because he's he gets killed. Anyway. Okay. So Shao Kahn fights Cole, but our heroes come in to join, so everyone's fighting oh, there this we go. big bad. Like in my plot. Shao Kahn and Raiden overpowers and kills him. Just like in my plot. There da, we go. Da, da. I hope that happens in the movie now. And doing so, the outworld is closed. Peace is restored. Sonya and Cole uh, will have a shoehorned romance that will be fitted in oh, here great. somehow. And the end of the movie, well, everything is, everything's okay. Everyone everything goes back to their normal dory. lives. Everything's hunky-dory. Maybe they join the squad all together and they're, they're all working together. Scorpion will go off and do his own thing. Uh, Sub-Zero will go back to his own world. At the end of the movie, it'll be revealed that a character by the name of Quan Chi 
will resurrect Shao Kahn, setting okay. up for a sequel Mortal Kombat go. movie. And just before I finish up, I just want to add that somewhere along the way, I couldn't fit him in. Rain will be in this. I hope I hope to see him here. Who's Rain? Uh, he's a guy that can control weather. Oh, of and course. And also uh, Cyrax, who's a robot, will also be here at some point. Oh, cool. Um, Luke Cage will appear as a character. but Johnny we'll only- Cage. Johnny Cage, sorry. I keep saying Luke Cage is in Luke Kang. So Johnny Cage will appear... But he'll only appear on TV. Yeah, I thought he'd appear in like a film poster in yeah. the background. He'll be like interviewed in the background. Also, I want to say, because you gave me such a hard time about it a few episodes ago, there will be uh, a scene where they are playing the original Mortal Kombat game in the background. Oh, wow. I don't think that's going to happen. that always happens in movies. And I'm, except the Sonic movie. I'm, I'm determined that-, that yeah, Except this movie. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. And that is my plot. There we go. For lack of a better word. Well done. Very similar in some regards. Very different in other regards. Very different from the bio, but we'll yes. see. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Maybe they're lying. Maybe the, the bio is just a flat are. out lie Maybe just to throw are. us off the track. Now, I'm sure our audience out there has a completely different idea of what they think is going to happen in this new Mortal Kombat movie, and they can let us know. You can let us know, dear listeners. So you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. That's all one word, potentialspoilerspod. Or you can hunt us down on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. That's where all our episodes are hosted. There you go. You can just leave us a comment directly there and we will read it. We will. Please let us know what you think is going to happen in the movie. Are you a fan of the games? Have we made mistakes? I'm sure we've made mistakes about the characters in the Most universe. probably. Um, what character do you want to see in the game in the movie? Yeah. You know, for ages I thought Mortal Kombat, that's the one with like Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Kylie Minogue. But yeah, that was Street Fighter. So yeah, I thought for all these years that Street Fighter was Mortal Kombat. Boy, was I wrong because I've seen that movie. Yeah, that movie's great. But yeah, I just w- thought I'd point that out right at the end <laughs> now. All right. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. Of this- course, we're going to do another installment of actual spoilers. This is an exciting one. It's and, a big one. Oh, this is going to be such a palate cleanser because we've done so many dodgy, dodgy movies recently. We're finally at a stage where we're going to be talking about a movie that was nominated for Oscars and actually won some Oscars, I believe. Well, maybe it didn't. I can't remember. We talked about that on our Oscar show. Yeah, it was definitely nominated. Yeah, it was definitely nominated. So we know it's actually going to be decent. (laughs) There's a chance that we both might like this movie. So next week, we're talking about the Taika Waititi movie, Jojo Rabbit. That's right. So we're going to break down our original plots and see how close we were to the actual movie. We spoke a little bit about it in our 100th episode, but we get to talk about it in detail. I know anyone who's listened to that episode knows our feelings about it. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll go all into it. Also, we discussed it in our movie talk episode where we talked about movies that made us laugh and cry. Did it make us laugh? Did it make us cry? You'll find find out next week. Yep. So join us next week where we break down what we said would happen in Jojo Rabbit and see how well we did. And until then, put another quarter in the machine. Yeah. Play again. And test your might. Whoa, uh, what? Uh, I said toasty, cause that was like the toastiest shit ever. Hop high! What does toasty mean? You know, like, whoa, nice uppercut. That was friggin' toasty. So, like, let's head over to TGI Fridays, cause there's a special on Bud Lime, and I got a gift card with, like, 17 bucks on it. Uh, right, that's not something people say. Do you mind leaving? This is sort of a, uh, two-man, uh, death fight thingy, Sarah. So... Oh, no, no, I get it. Yeah, I hear ya. That's, uh, that's cool, that's toasty. No, it is not. Mother, you're alive. Too bad you will die.